Hi, welcome to Hey It Gets Better. I'm your host, Katie Watson. Today, I'm joined by the amazing Laura Lane, who I had the pleasure to meet when I started blogging for her and her company, My Icon Story. Today, Laura and I chat about a range of things, from solo traveling and how you get the confidence to meet new people, to learning new things, as Laura is now training to become a personal trainer and starting a new chapter in her life. Laura is such a strong woman and I really want to thank her for opening up about a traumatic experience she had when starting her own business involving the website developer. The story of how she overcame this challenge and quite nasty behaviour that she had to experience only reflects just how strong she is and I hope you guys all enjoy her episode. Hi Laura, thank you for coming on Hey It Gets Better. No worries, glad to be here. So for those of you who don't know, Laura Lane is the founder of My Icon Story, who I actually used to do a little bit of blogging for. And now you do some, you're trained to be a personal trainer and you've got quite a lot going on. So would you just like to introduce yourself to everyone? Because I don't think I could cover it all. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. So um, as Katie mentioned, I'm Laura Lane. And I first met Katie over LinkedIn, actually, um, when I was looking for some students to do some blogging for my business, My Icon Story. Um, My Icon Story is a personalised gift platform, and we specialise in visual storytelling, capturing those special memories, moments, life, life challenges, and putting them into sort of visual arts prints that represent something personal to you. I started the company, um, gosh probably about five-ish years ago now. Prior to that, I I worked for a media agency as their creative lead. Um, So working with the likes of Netflix, Nivea, EE, Evian, so many different clients um, and coming up with kind of cool campaign ideas. And it was during a sabbatical that I had off work, I started thinking about this thing that I wanted to do um, outside of work which was visual storytelling and sort of creating personalized art prints for for people and my sabbatical actually was the inspiration for it as I traveled to a number of different destinations on my own so it was my first solo trip and I went to Tokyo, Philippines, Borneo, Kuala Lumpur Uh, yeah it was pretty epic and at the time I was like I'm so not a solo travel person. Why am I doing this? I just want to share the moment with someone. But then as the time went on, I really began to just enjoy my own company. And I loved the freedom it gave me and, and the, the mental freedom just to, to think about what I wanted to do with my life. Even though I had a job and I, I loved working in sort of advertising and media, I always had a niggle in the back of my head that I, I wanted to do something for myself and run a business. So Eager Beaver came back off sabbatical and then I think it was about a year later, or maybe it was like, maybe even six months later after that sabbatical, I had it in my notice and decided to um, do my icon story full time. Wow, that's such a, you know, nice story to hear how you went traveling and you did come back with this sort of like revelation. It sounds a bit like eat, pray, love kind of. <laughs> but I do want to ask about solo traveling because I always, I always feel really anxious if I think about doing it. Because I think it could seem quite scary, especially if you've never done anything like it before. Yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone maybe considering going solo traveling? Or would you say anything to do specifically? I think, it, as I said, it took me a little while to settle in and to sort of be comfortable with just being on my own. But it was the best thing 
I have ever done because you're not relying on anyone else other than yourself. And you learn so much about who you are, how you handle things, how you approach different situations, having to, you know, make friends, like temporary friends whilst you're traveling and being comfortable in your in your own skin. The advice is kind of just to, I guess, to act. So you almost wear like a different hat and you, you try and present, you know, the best like, version of you in different scenarios. So I remember going to like loads of different like, hostels and thinking, oh my gosh, all these all these like cool people know each other, they're having loads of fun. I'm just like this little loner who knows no one. Um and I didn't really know how to approach people and say like, hey, can I just hang out with you? Because <laughs> I'm on my own. Um but you sort of you just have to really I guess switch off your emotions and just like push through. And I remember I was sitting on a beach in the Philippines and I saw these two girls like walking together and they went and sat at this bar and I was like right I'm just gonna walk up there and ask them about their trip like we must have something in common they're on a trip I'm on a trip there'll be a conversation that comes off the back of this so I just started walking up to them and I was super nervous and um I was like hey girls um just wondered like (laughs) I'm on my own and I just thought I'd come over and chat and they must have thought who is this girl but it turns out like we had loads in common they were from Essex as well and I was like oh I'm from Essex and then um yeah it kind of carried on from there and I think I clung on to them for like the next like four days and we went on this overnight camping boat trip and went for dinners so it was really cool and I think that was like the first hurdle for me to be like do you know what I can do this myself I'm, I'm totally cool with it and then after they left and moved on I then felt comfortable like going to beaches or going to dinners on my own or, you know, just just being content. Yeah. And I got to the last place in Borneo and I actually just didn't want to have to mingle and chat to people. I was like, no, I'm, I'm cool with just being myself. I don't mind it. It's fine. So I did. That's brilliant. I think that hearing how amazing it was, because I, I, when I think about it, I think, oh, who do I talk to? How would I talk to someone? But just to hear that someone else, you know, you know, they were nervous before they did it and then they did it. And you sound so confident when you talk about it. You're making me want to go traveling now, though. <laughs> to be honest, it's the same. It's the same at uni. I remember like Freshers Week at uni and I would see these groups of like girls or mixed groups and think they all know how they all know each other. Oh, my gosh, they're like really good friends. And, you know, no one knows each other, really. They've just met. It's all like it's all just, you know, a front. And I remember like speaking to uni friends sort of like, I don't know, years down the line and saying how nervous I was at Freshers Week. And they were like, what? You came across so confident. We were intimidated by you. And I was like, you were intimidated by me. I was intimidated by everyone. Like, this is mad. But everyone was in the same boat. And I think that's just what you learn. It's just, you're not alone. Everyone's feeling something similar. Yeah, that's really important, I think, to remind yourself about and it definitely is something I think everyone feels when they first go to university. I felt it. I was like, okay, let me just put myself out there. I'm (laughs) terrified. But, you know, it's normal to feel like that. Completely. You do end up, if you put yourself out there, you do end up with such amazing experiences. Absolutely. And it's, it's definitely shaped my, my career, my business, my outlook on things. And it's helped with confidence. Definitely. So Back to your answer, back to your question of going solo traveling, 100%. It, it shapes you. That's so amazing. And I do want to ask, because obviously 
creating your own business from scratch. You know, you went from a great job, you were employed to being self-employed. There must have been some challenges along the way. It's not all glitz and glam like you see on Instagram. There are definitely are challenges to being your own boss that yeah. I'd love to talk about. Sure. I can literally write a book about all the challenges <laughs> of starting your own business. I think especially, you know, I've had people ask me, oh, you know, do you wish you'd gone straight into starting your own business out of uni or are you glad that you worked first? And you know what, I don't think there's any right or wrong way of doing something. But what I will say is that working first, I learned so much. Um, Just with sort of like dealing with different people, dealing with different senioritys within the company, making contacts I then went on to later use for my own business. Um, So having that experience in a working environment and employment prior to starting my own business um, I don't regret at all. It was the best thing um, that I did coming out of uni for me personally. The challenges along the way, first and foremost, you are left without salary every month um, as soon as you leave um, employment, which was super hard. You know, I like to go out. I like to buy clothes, get my hair done, get my nails done. I'm like, you know, like any other girl, like the nicer things in life, holidays, you know, at the drop of a hat. But as soon as you start your own business, all of your priorities and all of your decisions are are affected or are different. So, yeah, money was a huge one. I thought I'd saved up enough money to get me through the first six months of unemployment whilst I was sort of developing the websites on my icon story. And that quickly ran out within three months. And I was like, oops, what am I going to do now? So I, I took on some freelance work just to just to keep paying for the business development um I've self-funded the whole business I haven't loaned any money haven't got any grants um haven't got any startup loans or anything like that just self-funded it from my own work and savings which I'm really proud of um Uh, that's amazing it is some people might might say oh why don't you just go get the money that you can go and get to sort of excel the business but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of opinions about startups and if you should go and get investment and at what stage and I just wanted to get under the grips of my own business first do as much as I can myself so I'm fully like involved in it and then if and when I was ready to get investment then then go down that path but yes challenges oh my gosh you know what I think just rushing into things um I like I'm a bit impatient so I like to um, just get things done. And if I've got a vision for something, I get excited about it. Like I will be fixated upon it for the next sort of like two weeks in depth and just like proper go for it um, and make rash decisions rather than taking things slow and maybe making more informed decisions. That's a definite um, challenge. (laughs) Um, Website has had many, many challenges. Like everyone knows technology fails you at the best of times. So I had a number of issues with the website, whether it's customers not being able to go through checkout or duplicating orders or just not working properly. And I think it's quite nice, actually, because people assume that, you know, there's a ton of people working behind the scenes on like this, you know, big e-commerce website. And it's just little old me, like solo band member um, doing everything. (laughs) So that's kind of like a challenge in itself is, because I don't have any staff and I do everything 
um, you're kind of like juggling a thousand things at once, which isn't the best. Stick to what you're good at and then find other people, bring them in to, to do the things that you need help with. I could literally go on and on about yeah. challenges, but <laughs> I felt someone to the crowd. <laughs> I remember you, te- um, I think you spoke about this on the Found and Flourish podcast about a problem you had with the website and kind of being taken a bit the developer yeah kind of being taken for a bit of a mug by that developer yeah and I was wondering if you'd like to talk about that because I feel like we everyone's kind of been in a position in life where someone has kind of you know taken their naivety and taken advantage of them a bit yeah completely and it is wrong and it's hard to know what to do when you find yourself in that position yeah do you know what I am I've battled with that I would call it a trauma in you know setting up the business for I've battled with that for a good few years since um since it happens just mentally and physically because for for the audience listening basically what happened is I put my trust in this developer um he was um introduced to me as a as a as a as a good source um from an IP lawyer that I that I knew so I was like it's got to be legit um that's cool he knows what he's doing I've seen some examples of his work um, and he was recommended so I went with it and first year um in development was fine there was a few little niggles along the way with this particular developer where he made me feel quite inferior and obviously I'm not a developer so I don't speak the language but I've I've done a couple of like coding in a day courses so I do get some of the lingo and the tech that goes behind it but he'd often belittle me and my, I guess, vision and opinions as he's the expert. And, you know, everything he says, you know, is legit, you know, God-given. Yeah. Um, so that kind of pissed me off quite a lot. Because I was like, don't try and make me feel lesser to you um, just because, you know, this is your forte. So anyway, there were little things along the way that kind of annoyed me but the real crux of it was um after I had my first Christmas of the website being live now Christmas for any e-com and gifting business is like the biggest um sales period in in the calendar year um and it was my Arkham Story's first Christmas we got two pieces of PR in the metro um in the weeks leading up and literally smashed 100 150 orders in the space of two weeks I was like mind blown wow this is amazing I've made it like it's going to be brilliant this business is going to rock the developer who built the site clearly saw some pound signs as well and when I went back to him in the new year and said oh I've got a few things that I want to develop on the website I've got these ideas um you know want to kind of scope out the project and the work he then started becoming quite um I don't know too involved basically in in my decisions and my business and yeah then turned around and said that I don't own the code to my own website and that he owned it and I remember like my stomach literally sinking and thinking what what are you talking about and he said I wouldn't be able to work with any other developer that I if I sold my business the website wouldn't go with it because I basically would have to license the code from him Wow. And I just, all these things started stacking up and I was like, oh my gosh, I've got myself into a real pickle here. I feel trapped. And then he started to get quite nasty when I was, you know, um, I guess coming back at him with questions. Yeah, he um, sounds horrible. And he, he, it, it just, it really affected my mental health and I couldn't sleep for weeks. 
um, the emails that I got, the kind of the snide remarks in, in WhatsApps and messages like, you better not be going to another developer. That'd be really rude. And just little, little things that all sort of stacked up. Um, and yeah, I got quite ill from it and it really affected me. Um, so even to speak about it now, I get quite like, oh, choked up about it because it was a real bad time. And we had lawyers get involved and he was threatening me and, you know, it wasn't nice. Yeah. And at the time I was, I don't know, like 27. Yeah. So you are young. So it was quite a lot, 27, 28, yeah. it was like quite a lot to deal with. And having never done it before, I was just like, shit, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't want to lose my business. I don't want to lose my website. How can I go forward? So yeah, some big, some big challenges, but some big learnings along the way that, that kind of like shaped me as a as a businesswoman going forward to not be shat all over <laughs> by someone else yeah um so yeah I think it's important as well to say that you have um you have built such a brilliant business my icon story is fantastic like the creativity the website right now is amazing and what you offer is brilliant and I think it's really important to know that at the end of all that horrible experiences that you've come out with something really amazing yeah it's um it's phenomenal really like I never I always knew that I wanted to get it to where it is I definitely didn't anticipate the roller coaster along the way and I think that's just sort of you know naivety of never having done it before um but yeah I'm, I'm immensely proud and you know challenges and you know traumas along the way kind of make or break you and this definitely made me um and it's made me a much stronger person in business um so it's definitely it's definitely been a massive learning curve you definitely come across as really confident and like you know what you're doing and it just you seem like a really empowered woman (laughs) which is great to hear from someone who's about 21 hearing the fact that you've come through this and you're at the you're at the other end now and you're stronger than ever it's so good to hear thank you yeah it's been a journey definitely because it is important I think it's sad but there are quite toxic um people in businesses and especially when you are starting out it can be very easy to sort of be taken for a bit of a mug to have decisions made for you really and I think it's important to know that you 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 it's hard to stand up for yourself and really put up a fight but it's so important yeah you just got to hold on to your values and your beliefs and you know I never I was never one to to kind of be walked all over so when red flags started to crop up and I wasn't comfortable I knew I had to make a change and and do something different and you know control the situation so you know to kind of briefly finish the story I basically got in touch with a completely different web developer behind this guy's back, had the site completely remade with bespoke code so nothing was copied over from the original website, so he had nothing to come back at me with. And then that took about three, four months in the background. Whether he knew I was doing that or not, don't didn't really care at the time. I was just like, I've just got to get out of this, um, this like, relationship. Um, and then, yeah, the switchover happened and... I felt like I was set free and I had this, you know, new site, my code, I owned it and nothing was going to kind of stop me or get in my way going forward. That's absolutely brilliant. And, you know, 
like all businesses, there are times where it's not going well. You know, you have dips after sales and things like that. And like you said, when you're especially when you're self-employed, you you are the one who gives yourself your own salary. How how did you go through those sort of dips in sales or when things weren't developing as much as you want? How do you kind of go through those periods where you aren't really living the kind of like entrepreneur dream of, you know, PR press releases, your Instagram is on fire, you're on holiday all the time? Because it's not like that. Yeah, it's definitely not like that. And I used to, I used to do the awful thing of like comparing myself to every other like business owner on Instagram and, you know, oh my gosh, look how well that person's doing or look how far this person's gone or how much they're growing and do you know what? You're on your own journey. And it took me a while to learn and be comfortable and accept that. Um, and I think it's just like the Instagram age, isn't it? Where even if you're not an entrepreneur or business owner, you compare yourself to, to everyone and everything. It's just, it's become sort of second nature, right? For sure. Um, so I kind of taught myself to not compare and not look. Remember that I'm on my own journey. I've got my own business. Everyone's business is completely different. And Instagram is just a window of, you know, glam. And it's not reality. You only post the things you want people to see, right? Yeah. So I just kind of removed myself a little bit from it. I mean, I'm, I'm the first to say I will post all the good stuff about the business because, you know, you want to, you're proud. So you want to show what, you know, how well things are going and what you're doing. Um, but at the same time, like, like doing things like this podcast and the Found and Flourish one and interviews with like mags and blogs I've been very open about the ups and downs and the struggles and it's not all like you know glitz and glam but to get through it you have to have a strong backbone and just be able to pick yourself back up I've been you know when there's been sort of like really low times where I don't know you haven't had any sales in like two two weeks even a month maybe and you're like oh my gosh like why am I putting myself through this you just have to you have to let yourself be in that low moment for however long it you know however long you need to be. It's okay to be feeling low and feeling like shit. It doesn't you know it doesn't mean you're a lesser lesser person or a less less businesswoman. Everyone has those emotional up and down. And I kind of I found a pattern in myself of when those are and when they come up. And I know that I can just ride through that wave. And often I'll just have to pick myself back up. It's almost just like let yourself sulk for a little bit feel sorry for yourself, then pick yourself back up, dust it off and then crack on because you're never going to get anything else done if you're still in that kind of like mentality and sort of low mode, which I know, but we all like to wallow a little bit, don't we, in our own self-pity. <laughs> so um, yeah, I've just I've just learned to snap myself out of it when I'm ready to and it's I've accepted it's okay to feel like that when when it does happen. For sure and I think it is really important what you're saying is to let yourself feel it because if you don't you just repress yeah. it and that can have really bad consequences Definitely. and I think it's so important that you, you know you're telling people you did feel like it and you let yourself feel it you didn't try and repress it yeah and also it's okay it's okay to press the pause button so I'd always be like striving for the next thing or constantly thinking about like new product range or need new content or need to post this or got to grow this part of the business and you know what as soon as you press the pause button and have time just to be with yourself reflect you can then just like readjust yourself reset and then come back fresher with new eyes a bit more clarity and more drive so it's, it's good to have those pause moments 
Yeah, I think that's really, really clever the way where you say it because I feel like that sometimes when I'm just like, I need to keep going. If I don't keep going, if I stop, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be failing. If I'm not doing anything, yeah. if I'm not going to the next step, I'm just, you know, not doing good. But then, you know, you can't do that all the time. You will burn out. And it's something I think everyone faces, particularly with the pressures of social media. It seems like everyone is always on the next thing. Yeah. And it is, it's quite hard. Yeah. I'm definitely going to pause a lot more now. <laughs> definitely. It's my new it's my new thing. <laughs> and you've kind of taken a bit of a different um career journey as well along because of lockdown, which is so impressive. Yeah. It's um so there's kind of two things I guess. So again for the audience, I've been alongside my icon story, I have taken on freelance work. Um a number of different sort of like PR agencies or creative studios um, back at my old agency and just to kind of pay the bills and to kind of keep keep level and over the last year and a half I've been working with a particular company called Studio Bluff um, on a freelance basis and I've actually decided to to take on a full-time role with the company just because they've got cool values I really get on with the the founding members um, and I've really enjoyed my time over the last 18 months with them. And, you know, I think being able to come to that decision has been a difficult one because I never wanted to feel like I've failed my icon story or not got it to where I wanted to get it to. But at the same time, you've got to be realistic and happiness comes first. And I feel like I'm in a good place um, with my icon and like personal life and you know and, and work now with the studio block yeah congratulations thank you it's it, it's been it's that that itself's been a roller coaster um but at the same time yes I've also decided to um train to become a personal trainer um which I started midway through lockdown because I had that time just to pause and reflect yeah um so lockdown gave me a really good opportunity to pause and reflect on my icon story look at what was going well look at what I actually enjoyed most about the business and re- revisit why I started it and I've kind of refined what I want my icon story to be and I want it to go back to being all about you know creating those visual stories of people's memories and moments in their life that are special whereas over the last couple of years I've been doing sort of other little products and adding things into the website and you know, they're all good and I've worked with some amazing brands, but the crux of why I started my other story is to be able to tell people's stories in a beautiful visual way. So that's what I'm going back to. I'm stripping it back and it's now allowed me the time to do something else and, you know, follow another passion of mine, which is fitness. So I've always been a bit of a gym fanatic <laughs> ever since uni days and I, um, I did athletics when I was younger the district um so I've always been sporty always loved it but yeah finally now I have the time and the capacity to do something with it so so yeah so I'm training to be a PT yeah it's amazing I think I see your balcony workouts on Instagram (laughs) and I just think okay Laura's on fire she's you know she is really good at this and I because I saw um I you used to do feather beats yeah that where you used to work out yeah and I'd see that and I thought okay she's she can really you know <laughs> like lift really heavy stuff 
And then I just saw um, you over the lockdown posting more and I just kept thinking, you are really, really good at this. Yeah. And I think that's quite nice. Now you have actual time to properly become a personal trainer and pursue it. Yeah. And you know what? It, it also goes to show that it's never too late to change what you want to do with your life. I've changed like three times. Like I worked in media and advertising and I started my own business. Now I'm doing PTing. Like there is no, there is no right or wrong path and you can do whatever you want and you can change at whatever time that works within, you know, your, your current moment in time. And I feel like this has come to me at a certain time. So I'm going to follow it. Um, and yeah, I really, I really enjoy it. So you've got to do what you enjoy. Right. So why not? Yeah. I think as well, you really, you are really good from what I know about you as well about teaching yourself things. Because I know when you first started My Icon Story, you taught yourself how to do all the graphics and everything. <laughs> and now you're teaching yourself how to be a personal trainer. And I think it's a re- you're a really good example of the fact that you do never stop learning, even when you finish university. That's it, yeah. Do you know what the biggest thing when I, when I finished uni was like, I feel like I need to be reading a textbook or some kind of... I don't know, something to learn. I really, really missed learning when I when I started work. Um, and actually, that's how the whole My Icon Story thing really came about because I I was, we were given this like um, learning fund at my agency. I think you got like £500 to basically learn something or do something that you wanted to do. So I decided to do a, like an Adobe Illustrator design course because um, I always wanted to learn how to, you know, use use that kind of software. And then from then, I just, yeah, I self-taught myself how to design icons for buildings and landmarks and and things and objects. And that's kind of how the passion for designing these small icons that now become My Icon Story began. And that's so amazing because, like, you don't need to be in a classroom to learn. I think that idea is, it, you know, it's so old-fashioned, especially with the internet. You can learn anywhere and you can literally, you can learn anything. And I think you're a really good example of that. Oh, thank you. It's just fun. Like, yeah, I just, I like to soak up knowledge and do something with it and just keep, keep active. I get bored really easily. You can probably tell. <laughs> so it's probably why I've darted around so much, but yeah, I do get bored quite easily and I like to, like to be active. Like if it's a Saturday or a Sunday and I'm not doing anything, I'm like, I need to be doing something. Why am I just sitting here doing nothing? I get really frustrated with just being still. <laughs> Yeah. yeah I just like to give you um the final questions of the opportunity for you to really give some advice to, or just say something to anyone who does feel a bit like their life isn't where they want it to be right now they thought it would be a lot better by this point they thought they'd probably found their dream career or they'll be you know they'd had their dream job and I you know you know that kind of feeling where it's like oh this you know I'm in a bit of a rut what would you say to anyone who just feels like that right now? I would simply say you are the driver of your own destiny. There is no right or wrong. If you're not satisfied with how things are going, then only you can make that change. Only you can make the decision to do something different, to find an opportunity and to make those things happen. Nothing comes on your lap. Um, you know, you have to you have to go out and get it. And I think that's what I've learned is even with you know um with business like my icon story I thought as soon as I had the website up and live customers would come flocking and they don't you've got to go and grab them you've got to go and get them you've got to graft 
And I think for, you know, for everyone listening, things just don't happen overnight. You've got to graft, put in the legwork and make things happen for yourself because no one's going to do it for you. Thank you so much for that, Laura. And thank you so much for chatting today. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, I hope it was all right. <laughs> I feel like I might have rambled, but um, yeah, it's been amazing to to be featured on here. And I'd just like to say thank you to Katie, who, you know, you've been a massive support um, to me and, and my icon story um, with the blogging, having that kind of support network. Um, you guys who did the blogging for, for my icon um, last year and this year came at a really good time for me and I really needed that kind of you know that extra support of, of people helping and supporting the brand of business so massive thank you to you anytime and I think it just shows that sometimes you know it's okay to reach out for help absolutely yes that'd be the other piece of advice don't be afraid to ask for help and use and abuse your contacts as and when needed I was very um I would always like not want to ask for help. I'd want to do everything myself. And then you get to a point where you're like, no, it's okay to ask for help and be vulnerable. So yeah, that's the last bit. (laughs) Thank you, Laura, for talking to me today. And thank you for everyone for listening. It means a lot to me that so many of you have been listening to Hey, It Gets Better. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who's messaged me with their support. It means so much for me to read these messages. If you want to support Hey It Gets Better, then please share us with your friends, like us on Apple Podcasts, and give us a review. You can find us on Instagram at Hey It Gets Better. I hope you guys have an amazing week, and remember, hey, it gets better.